0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today we're talking about season 8, episode 27 Reunion. Mary,
1: what happened this week?
0: Noah
2: gives Donna a corsage for the West Beverly Hills High School five year reunion because he's not going with her to the reunion. Donna's fine with that, until she's not, and also fine with his magazine interview with Bobby Somebody, a totally not lady reporter with a misleading name, who will absolutely mention that Noah has a girlfriend in her article. Anyway, reunion. The alumni committee publishes a book of blurbs on where the class of 93 is now, and all anyone can wonder is if Donna is still a virgin, Kelly is still cute, or whether Steve will bring a bimba with big boobs or very big boobs. Absent from this book, but very present at the reunion, is Valerie Malone, friend to the poor, girlfriend to David Silver, rock star, big deal in Japan. What better way to feel better about who you are as a person than lying to a bunch of strangers and or old acquaintances about your life? Even Andrea Zuckerman has a few cute photos of Hannah to hide behind so no one finds out she and Jesse are getting divorced and she dropped out of med school. But stuff's hard to hide when the obnoxiously rude head of the alumni committee asks you to speak at an event. Luckily, Brandon is there to make Andrea second-guess herself about all of her decisions and speak for her when she can't overcome the resulting panic. Speaking of kinda helping, Valerie helps Kelly guilt-trip Ross Weber, the senior who ruined Kelly's reputation her freshman year, and then went on to marry a different girl from the class of 93. And finally, Steve asks Janet to be his not-really-but-real date to the reunion. Or wait, she kind of volunteered for that. What she did not volunteer for is to be ignored all evening while Steve flirts with a mysterious hot blonde from his past without realizing it's a girl he used to bully seeking revenge.
1: My first question before we get into this episode, and I don't remember if we've talked about this before, but Caitlin, did your high school have a five-year reunion? Sure did
0: and I did not go. It was one of those things where the, gosh, what was it called? I mean, it's like student body committee, but like, what was it?
1: Uh, the party like planning the, committee?
0: No, it was like the, the uh, student government or whatever, like the class president, the class vice president, mm, the class okay. whatever was responsible for not only like having the funds to Or raising the funds or however accessing the funds to put on a five-year reunion and then organize it and my god these people did not want to do it like they (laughs) absolutely did not want to commit to it based on our Facebook group like hardly anybody is active in that Facebook group like it is wild and so it got thrown together with like glue and cardboard paper basically and like essentially it ended up being a five-year reunion at a Braves game which is dumb. Like just, <laughs> hey, four hundred and twenty-five people, you should come to a Braves game. Like, I, I wanna say fifty people showed up. And the only reason I know about that is because there were some pictures posted in that Facebook group and it looked like a cool 50, maybe. <laughs> like
1: Yeah. So so no, I was not gonna go. <laughs> okay, so here's my question now. You say Braves game was it, were you guys going to like sit in seats did they get a box you were going to like you. sit in a seat and have to like shout a couple rows behind you like you were in the auditorium well what's wild too is
0: like you know cuz the
1: the committee or whatever is was responsible for
0: again accessing the funds like being able to have funds so that people could go well a lot of people got mad because you had to pay for all the stuff you had to pay to go to the reunion and it was all Kind of expensive for like what it was. And so people are like, nah, fam, I'm not going. Like, we're 22, like, or 23. We, like, we don't have money yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, and also, who would want to spend that money if you do have it on this?
1: Right. Like, I feel like at 23, you're still close enough to people from high school that, like, if someone in your friend group reached out to you and was like, hey, let's yeah. meet up and go to a Braves game, you're exactly. going to do it. Yeah. But- Other than that, no, because our five-year reunion was also at the Brave Stadium, but outside at the barbecue place, and we both did not go. (laughs) That's amazing. And I think we had to pay for it
0: too. I think it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. I want to say it was like around 50 bucks plus something else or something like that.
2: I feel like I didn't even get information about it. Like my mom did. She got the mail and was like, here's info. And I was like, cool, not going. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah well that's the thing too is like to y'all's point I contacted the people that I would have wanted to see at the reunion and said hey are you guys going and it was a consensus no so I'm like okay cool and yeah it's like it's not that far removed especially if like at my high school a lot of the people that graduated in my class either went like went to like three of the state schools like the people that went out of state May have gone, but a lot of people went to the several like colleges within our state. So it's like, if you wanted to stay in touch with people from high school, you easily could. And obviously with like social media and stuff, it's like, you're pretty much keeping Mm -hmm. up with people anyway. So
1: it just wasn't what it used to be. (laughs) I was going to say, that's a great segue because it is a big difference here because Mm – It is the Wes Bev five-year reunion, and we are hype. Everyone is going to be there. Anybody who is anybody is going to be there. Even people from other years are going to be there. That's right. And Yeah. Okay. Follow-up question about the corsages at reunions. Like, this kind of felt like an adult prom, and I feel like that would have been more fun. Agreed. Like, Like, it very much felt like a –
0: Yeah, like it felt like a homecoming dance or something, like not quite as formal as prom, but still kind of a dance. Like they literally had it at their gym in the high school and decorated it and had music like it was a homecoming dance. So it's almost like if reunions were like that, I would probably go.
1: (laughs) I would probably desperately try and find a homecoming dress that I had actually worn in high school to yes. wear it and just be like, "Yes, this is 2004 Ariel in her strapless dress that <laughs> looks like she bought it at Hot Topic."
0: Oh my god. Yeah, with like glitter on the dresses or like the tulle that like every homecoming dress had on it. Oh my god.
1: Everywhere. Yes.
0: I would have done it. But yeah, like the corsage thing, like no, we didn't we wouldn't have done that for th- Ariel. It did it did yeah, like it did very much feel like, "Oh, we're going to a dance."
1: Yeah. But there's also this pamphlet of, like, the class of 1993, where are they now? Which, again, like we said, you're 23. You're nowhere. You just graduated (laughs) college. If you went to college. And, like,
0: the thing wasn't even – like, yes, it was about, like, where are they now? But also, like, who's dating who? Why is that important information?
1: I know. It was so – it was, like, very mean girls in this moment. I thought we were getting, like, proto-mean girls in this because, like – Whoever is above Donna Martin in this is in the cheese business. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> and then below her was Hillary Mark, who I didn't write her whole blurb, but in it it says Hillary Mark is barefoot and pregnant. What? It was wild. I was like, I would not only burn this thing, I would not show <laughs> up at my reunion if this is how they're being presented because. We actually find out later that they're calling people and getting questionnaires and being like, what are you doing? Are you married? Where do you live? And then they're turning this into just some bonkers.
0: Well, it very much felt like, yeah, like it very much, I was getting Gossip Girl vibes. Because like when, I guess Noah started reading a little bit of it, but then like, you know, you see the brief screenshot of the paragraph, like a large paragraph for Donna, mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, why are they talking about Donna's virginity? Like, it's just public knowledge. And also, even if it is public knowledge between gossip, like, in the high school, why is it still talked about? Like, it's public knowledge. And, yeah, like, barefoot and pregnant, nobody would have written that. Like, no person, no. like, like, like at least, like, their own. Like, they wouldn't have supplied that. So, it sounded like it just turned into this, like, gossip girl-type rag, about every person
1: yeah and so i did write down donna's paragraph and i was briefly debating trying to go very gossip girl and like tell you guys that was my intent but then i was like no if i do it wrong it's gonna sound really bad but i'm gonna attempt it so okay donna martin still our lone vestal virgin most females spontaneously combust if they don't have sex by the age of 18. will donna attend the reunion dressed as cinder well Rumor has it that innocent little Donna Martin isn't quite the daddy's girl she used to be. After dating fellow alumnus David Silver for what seemed like an eternity, the perfect couple decided to see other people and focus on their careers. Donna has recently found success as a fashion designer with her own line of clothing, Donna Martin Designs, which fashion insiders have spotted as the next major label on the market. Clearly on the rise, it looks like Donna Martin is set for Donna Karen fame.
0: I mean, that was pretty good. Like, you did a good job.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. But, like, but yeah, oh, this is wild. But it's It starts with, she's a virgin. <laughs> yeah, like, this is maybe. literally, like, you're a virgin who can't drive. Like, this right? is mean.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It was like a and, burn
1: book. Oh, yes. my God. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, Maybe she's a slut now. We don't know. She used to date David <laughs> Silver, but now she's in fashion. Dude,
0: I would have loved if it was like, maybe she's a slut now. Who knows? She was dating David Silver, who is a slut. Like, what if it said something like that? <laughs> I,
1: just, I also don't understand why when you're given Donna Martin and space at the bottom, you don't jump straight to Dylan McKay.
0: Oh, my God. No kidding.
1: I have a lot of issues with the fact that we get nobody from the first three seasons except for Andrea showing back up.
0: Oh, my God. You're right. Like, this was such an opportunity to bring back so many people. And I guess, like, because it's not a finale, I guess that's, you know, that makes sense. But also this could have been a finale.
1: I, I was going to bring that up, too. I was like, honestly, we're 27 episodes in. It's a big reunion. Andrea comes back with this big bombshell that, mm-hmm. like, we get a kind of a cliffhanger moment with Steve and Janet at the end. Like, I, I guess it's not really cliffhanger She does just shut the door in his face. But right. this could have been a finale. Like, we could have mm-hmm. done some big stuff here. Because mm-hmm. also, we ha- we have to jump around to everybody – receiving this pamphlet and reading it because I really think they just got it and they've all just been like deal- like, injecting the gossip directly into their veins because Val filled out a questionnaire for David and he's pissed because apparently it made him seem like he's a superstar and he thinks his lack of success is humiliating. So Val tells him, just lie. Just go be <laughs> the person that's on this page. I just –
0: it's so Val like that okay we've said this before and I think this was almost a perfect episode for Val like I I don't know if I want to be that exaggerative but like we have established for several seasons now that the writers know Val they know her like the back of their hand they rarely Pointer in a direction that is just like 180. Like we've seen Kelly be 180, Brandon be 180, like David, like all that stuff. But I feel like Valerie is the one that they are spot on with 100% of the time. This episode massively included. And it's a testament to Tiffany Thiessen, who also knows this character backward and forward. So she takes the lines and the way she reads and delivers everything is just so textbook Val the fact that we have a phrase like textbook vow is is just a testament to how wonderful this this character is and portrayed and so yeah when she's just like say we go to the reunion who would know I'm like yes give it I want all of it I want every single part in this
1: <laughs> uh, truly it is so good I could not stop singing her praises I watched this episode mm-hmm. while John went to the gym and then he came back and the first thing I said was like I'm Valerie Malone. I work with the poor. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was (laughs) the perfect
0: intro. It was so good. Just, oh, Oh. my God. She had two line deliveries about that that included the, hi, I'm Valerie Malone. I work with the poor. And it was like, Valerie Malone, Relief Fund
1: of LA. I'm like, girl, yes. yes." (laughs) I was so happy. Like, she was living her best life in this moment. She had so much fun this episode. So much fun. Mm. Oh my gosh, but we're not even there yet. Like we're like still the day before the reunion. Cause Brandon and Kelly are going to the airport to pick up Andrea, and they're looking through this same book, and apparently everybody remembers Andrea as this amazing person, which like she is. I like yeah. Andrea Zuckerman, but she was mm-hmm. not popular in high school. Let's be honest. No.
0: No, she was editor of The Blaze and she had up the um, teen helpline. And regardless of that, she was like looked at as a nerd or as a goody two shoes, like all this kind of stuff. So it's like, it's nice that they are propping her up and appreciating her merits for what they were. But then they do a Vestal Virgin for Donna. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they also say Kelly is still ranked the cutest, which fair. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved her. And she's like, oh my God, I'm still cutest. I wanted her to be like, I'd like to thank myself and my mother. (laughs) Yeah, Jackie Taylor, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) But then we have to take this like immediate turn because Andrea is at a payphone on the phone with Jesse, like shouting about something. Like they are arguing. She looks tired from like – like physically tired from arguing. Mm -hmm. But then also they really dressed her like a 40-year-old mother. Like – I know I forgot how they treated her on the show
0: well and like I was just telling Nate about this before we hopped on and I was like I know she was like 10 years or maybe more 13 years older than she was supposed to be on the show and like even at this point like in real life she is supposed to be like mid to late 30s and in real life and Mm -hmm. that like considering we are early 30s right now like She looks so much older. And I know fashion, especially in the 90s, -hmm. like people just looked older. Like I don't know what happened, but people just looked older. And my God, she looks so old for being like a 37-year-old.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about that too because I was like, okay, I know in real life Gabrielle Carteris is older than everyone. None of them are 22 though. Like, right, right. Jason Priestley is – you know, I think I looked it up. He's like – Seven years younger than Gabrielle Carteris, like something like that. Okay. But like, she looks so much older compared to them. Like, they dressed mm-hmm. her that way when they made her like, look like she was crying It ages her. Yeah. The haircut is appropriate for someone in her 30s, but like, right? I think they could have like, put it up or something, so it wasn't such a mom haircut. Yeah, she looks old, but she's still a great character. So it's like, mm-hmm. I
0: i'm conflicted between like okay but aren't there also 20 or you know 22 year olds you could cast or whatever and but at the same time i'm like but she was so good why like i can't be mad
1: <laughs> honestly this episode gave me so much nostalgia i was like i really kind of want to go back to the first couple seasons where like brandon was such a little you know butt and andrea yeah. had to be like bro i'm your editor stop it she-
0: She was his voice of reason, and she is still his voice of reason when she comes back. Like, it's amazing.
1: so good.
0: They really did have just excellent chemistry. Like, I really do love that they never actually, like, pursued a relationship between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And it really shows here that they have such strong friend energy and also, like, brother-sister energy that Mm -hmm. it just – it felt so warm. I was so, like, comfortable with jason and gabrielle just kind of walking and talking together
1: you know you know what i feel like they're like the dawson and joey
0: yeah or in like they talk about it in in drama queens all the time it's the lucas and Haley of it all which i know you guys haven't really seen it but like there's just certain characters that are very very good friend energy and Mm -hmm. this was one of them
1: yeah You know, we get the credits. We get a bunch of, like, establishing shots of West Bev, which I was so happy about. And then I realized, I was like, it's 1998. Buffy is here right now. Buffy is actively going to school as a junior at Sunnydale High School.
0: Yes.
1: But there's this whole thing. Donna's at her committee. I really didn't write much except for quotes because they're talking about how, like, she should have been accepted in some like really nice ivy league school and donna would be like well i'd have to get in first and they go they only sacrifice virgins they don't actually accept them
0: which i'm like dude come on who off it. is like, she yeah like like i don't understand like that of all things that donna was in high school doesn't matter cuz she's she was a virgin or maybe still is and like
1: I know she never really hid her virginity, but there have been times where she's been embarrassed by it. So, like, I don't think she was really blasting this around school if I don't remember it. Yeah,
0: I don't think so. I mean, we didn't – we, the audience, didn't even know she was going to remain a virgin until she was dating David for a while and the subject came up. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: like, wasn't – like, the first – conversation about it when they went to that like senior ditch day trip to the amusement park and there was like the roller coaster metaphor
0: that's right that's right because andrea was talking about it too because she was like on the other side of it she was like well i want to have sex
1: (laughs) 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 i just and like there's other things to bring up like you said like remember when donna got absolutely shit-faced at prom right like that's the
0: fact that you almost
1: didn't graduate literally y'all protested the school board (laughs) (laughs) and yet no they're sitting here being like oh yeah you're still a virgin after five years away from high school and then donna's just like rumors of my chastity have been greatly exaggerated which is great line like it is such a good response to they only sacrifice virgins But like she's she's got the retorts, she's doing amazing planning, she's volunteering David to sing, which I was honestly not expecting to actually see and skip yeah, right through it. Same. I'll be honest. Same. But then like they – because Donna has done all this planning, they're like, well, what do we do now? Let's talk about dates. And then they pull out the like top 10 most eligible bachelor's list of LA Magazine or whatever. And at the very beginning, like Mary had kind of mentioned it too, Noah was in some magazine, I guess. And it turns out the magazine was not about entre- young entrepreneurs. It was actually about hot single men in LA, <laughs> which, which Noah is not single, <laughs>
0: No, he's not. But, and I was under the impression that we were hiding Noah's wealth and fame from everybody except the group.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Because if it was just an interview about being an entrepreneur, I don't think he would have been like bragging about being so wealthy. He would have just been like, oh, well, our business is really working out. So we decided to, you know, I decided to invest in my girlfriend's business. Da-da-da-da, right. Like, He would have been mentioning her so much. It would have been so boring. He would not have made himself sound rich because that's Mm -hmm. just who Noah is. Mm -hmm. And instead, we have this interview that says he's – what did she say? Single and flying free or something? I didn't write it down. Um, Fancy free.
0: Fancy free. That's what I I think he said. But like who says that? (laughs)
2: Like Disney in the 40s? (laughs) I,
1: like, <laughs> if I saw, like, the most eligible millionaire in L.A. and he's saying, like, I'm single and fancy free, I'd be like, next. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I have to be anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, that, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Oh, but Donna is so pissed. And also, can we talk about how this committee apparently before Donna showed up right this minute and planned everything was terrible. Like they don't, the, the speech fell through, the band fell through. They didn't have enough hotel rooms for everybody.
0: Yeah. It's like, what were you doing? This sounds (laughs) like they go to your high school next. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is literally like the parents of the kids that (laughs) had to plan (laughs) mine.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then Speaking of these people, we then cut over to Steve, who is upset about what's in this blue burn book, because Mm -hmm. they're implying that Steve is still also a slut, and it's a question of what kind of bibbo he'll be showing up with.
0: Yeah, according to Janet, which is
1: hilarious. (laughs) Janet is such a prize. I love her so much. I can't believe how many times she just stands to the side in groups bigger than just her and Steve and just doesn't talk though
0: right she's like the peanut gallery if the peanut gallery was silent <laughs>
1: yeah like she'll talk to Steve and then other people come in the room and she won't talk and I
0: yeah could
1: you know see the argument that she doesn't really exist
0: right exactly like she's not actually there she's like in Riverdale when um what's her face is actually the guardian angel um Tabitha. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: I just can't. But she's so great. I love her so much because, like, I love Steve being like, I don't do that. I've grown up and he pulls out a little black book to see if he has anybody he can call.
0: And it's hilarious because, like, I – when I think of a little black book, I'm thinking of like a big, slightly bigger black book than the tiniest little black book. It was I'm so like, deep. how can you write
1: in here? <laughs> like seriously, he'd like write their name and number, and then be like, I can't read that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But he's just like, nope, nope. nope. Let me just look
1: through. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so tiny. It's like a book for a mouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, but Andrea comes. Andrea comes in. And she's got pictures of the baby, which I do wonder if that's, like, really Gabrielle Carteris' child because – It might be. Like, that would be so much easier if they were, like, if you have a picture of, like, only you and your daughter without
0: Mm -hmm. your husband
1: because your husband is not Jesse, perfect.
0: Right. So it's funny that you just flubbed on Andrea's pronunciation. You said Andrea. Because literally, like, when Andrea pulls out the pictures, not only had – Steve called Andrea Andrea for years in high school, but now he can't even get Hannah, right? He calls her Hannah. <laughs> like, he literally was like, crap, what's the syllable I'm supposed to get right? Andrea and Hannah or Andrea and Hannah?
1: <laughs> I just, I can't get over it. Steve, like, fully reverted back to high school Steve in this episode. I actually, like, really hated him in this episode. but But. what is the
0: surprise there literally he has been like we always talk about how valerie is like spot on with her characterization no steve is too like he's literally
1: been the same dickhead for eight seasons now it literally doesn't stop because he's got that little black book when they come over here is when i realized what steve's shirt looked like did you see how deep the v-neck of his v-neck was I did not even notice. I was too distracted by just (laughs) Hana. Hold on. I did take a picture. I'm going to send it to you real quick. Okay. Look at Steve's shirt. Also, look at his arms because – okay. It's kind of a crime that I didn't
2: notice this the first time.
0: (laughs) I did – okay. So I did notice his arms because I noticed like his cuff of his sleeve – is kind of mm-hmm. like how sometimes polos like wrap around people with big biceps. And you know what he looks like in this? He looks like he should be on Dancing
1: with the Stars. <laughs>
0: like,
1: he should be he on the He looks like the Riverdance guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bro, I swear Riverdance was really popular at this time. So that could be a true homage.
2: Like, uh... um, I recently found my VHS tape of Riverdance.
1: You actually oh. had, I only ever watched it at school.
2: apparently young very young mary loved ballet and dancing because i also have like the 1990s nutcracker with macaulay culkin oh Oh my my
0: god! okay that's a classic though
2: (laughs) that's a good one like can i have a vcr for christmas so i can watch it
1: (laughs) oh (laughs) i love that so much but this this is another scene where janet is just standing there like they Mm -hmm. haven't introduced andrea to janet so she volunteers herself they're like oh steve look at your little black book what bimbo are you taking to the reunion and janet says oh he's taking me and then they're like oh yeah janet you're here Mm -hmm. hello and it's like you are i
0: am you are i what and like that whole scene was kind of cute but yeah it's like why doesn't anybody introduce janet to andrea like
1: They would get on fabulously. They would. I fully agree. And Andre even comments on, like, the uh, emotion in the room. Like, I don't really want to call it romance, but there is, like, some tension building between Steve and Janet. Mostly because Janet went ahead and just, like, did that last episode. She was like, oh, you haven't found the right woman touch.
0: Well, and I think – even though she hasn't outwardly said her intentions, I think it's been pretty clear what she's interested in. And Steve is just like, it's so weird how Steve is. Because, like, for example, we'll get to it later, but when somebody comes on to him at the reunion, he is ensorcelled immediately. But when Janet does, he is almost, like, straight panicking. Like, he, it's like he's forgotten that he has charisma. You know what I mean? Or as the kids Mm -hmm. call it, Riz. You know, it's like he forgets (laughs) that, like, he his ensorceling is halted by Janet for some reason. He just goes straight to panicking. And in my brain, I'm like, Steve, shouldn't that mean something? The fact that you are not necessarily ensorcelled, but you're panicky, shouldn't that mean that she's probably worth it rather than these other girls that
1: you get ensorcelled by and then it never works out? Yeah, she saw the whole Jill thing and she didn't run away.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine.
1: In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights, like coming to visit me in Amsterdam.
0: And really everything you just mentioned benefits me. I genuinely feel better after using liquid IV. I'm refreshed, I'm hydrated, and I feel like I can conquer the day just like Brandon Walsh.
1: Or Volleyball Steve.
0: (laughs) I especially love the new flavor sea berry, especially during the summer so I can pretend like I'm on a tropical island. Or I'll go with an iconic classic, like the Beverly Beach Club, with a lemon-lime flavor while I'm waiting for the grunions to run.
2: Also, it's pretty neat that Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world.
0: Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code 90210.
2: That's 90210
0: at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code 90210 at (laughs) liquidiv.com.
1: Okay. But then we get like a bunch of short scenes. Like I swear this episode set up everybody with so many different stories and it did work I think because they all end up at the reunion together. But it is bonkers because Mm -hmm. Donna is pissed that she is not mentioned in this article and that it says that he is single. She brings Noah the magazine at the pee pad, like, throws it across the bar at some point. And the second that she's like, I'm not in here, and oh my god, your interviewer was a woman? Like, he is picking up the phone to call this woman to be like, why is my girlfriend not in this article? Why did you name me a bachelor? It's bizarre.
0: It's It's also like, Donna, your insecurities are showing because she clearly doesn't trust Noah. So why is she with him?
1: Honestly, I was thinking about this later when she says, like, take me to the reunion. And he's like, oh, you're asking for all the wrong reasons. You don't trust me. And I was like, well, you cheated on her when you were drunk. Yeah. And that was a whole thing where you expected her to stand by your side during a rape trial. Right. Like, there's... The part where, like, you guys weren't honest with each other about the jewelry on either side.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: they don't want to live together. They're already seeing, like, complete disagreements in the way that they see how they live their lives. Like, they have to see the writing on the wall.
0: Exactly. And and it's like they're, yeah, like, it's hard, too, because it seems like their relationship is purely physical attraction at this point. Like I don't yep. actually see how – what they're attracted to each other and really what they have in common. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's a tough <laughs> one. I just don't understand why they're still together.
1: And it's even weird that they have such a physical relationship when Donna's entire personality up until the end mm-hmm. of season seven was that she doesn't just have sex with people.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me, but she, her throwing the magazine because she's not in it with him and then him immediately calling Bobby to talk about it, it was mm-hmm. – it was just such a – it felt like a very Noah thing to do to immediately pick up the phone and call the interviewer.
0: <laughs> right? Like, it was but, very much a, a Karen situation. Like, like let me talk to your manager
1: situation. And also, let's talk about how he just knew Bobby's number. How did he just know Bobby's number?
0: I'm convinced that people just had the brain capacity and the memory capacity to remember uh, phone numbers. Because if you think about it, we all did the same thing when we were, like, teenagers right before we got cell phones and had it logged for us, right? Like, I could probably still tell you Katie's home phone number, like – If I really thought about it, I think I could do it. Yeah.
1: Then we cut over to Val trying to make up for upsetting David by filling out the questionnaire while he was getting famous. Like, that's also Mm -hmm. the funny part is, like, she filled out the questionnaire during his very brief rise to fame, and so now he's already fallen. He's so pissed off, but – He's been volunteered to play at this thing. Val already said yes. Donna already told the committee. And so now she has to get him there. But he's busy working on a condom jingle. Which is hilarious.
0: Like I still have that. so good. That
1: dumb jingle in my head. At least the tune of it. I really liked the end where he goes, there's a big difference or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) But like – and he talks about how it sucks – and I just really want to like shake him. I'm like, you are 21 because you graduated early with everybody. And mm-hmm. like when you're passionate, your music is good. When you're not passionate, it's funny. Like, don't buy condoms. Right. There's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ridiculous.
0: Well, and I love that Val, again, like, she really wants to go to the reunion for no other reason other than she can be anonymous and she can like basically say whatever she wants. And then she's like, Well, by the way, also I got you on the hook for this. You have to play, so we're going.
1: I love it. And I love that we'll find out later that he just locks himself in the bathroom for three hours with the Game Boy. (laughs) I know. It's like little basketball game or whatever it was
0: that he was playing. (laughs) It was so good.
1: And so then now we have to go back over to Andre and Kelly. So it's still The day before the reunion, I believe. This is that night. They're making dinner and they are just like dying laughing over everybody in their class. Apparently somebody got his something stuck in a whatever and that's when it flooded. (laughs) I did
0: love like this little dynamic. Like just they're all Mm -hmm. laughing. It's all so cute. Like this gave me nostalgia for like not – not a reunion situation, but just like what high school was,
1: you know, like Mm -hmm. at the
0: time, like every dramatic thing that happened to us was like the end of the world. But if you really think back a lot of days, we're just kind of walking around, sitting around drinking sometimes and, you know, other times not, and just laughing with your friends. Like just, Mm -hmm. you didn't even have to be doing something. You could just be having a ball. And it was just, yeah, this gave me a good little nostalgia hit.
1: It was so cute. And like Andrea is staying presumably at the beach apartment with Kelly and Donna or Kelly doesn't live here right now. I don't know where Kelly lives. Yeah. She does, <laughs> she's at the Welsh house, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's also kind of weird that Donna's not here, but whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I like this dynamic. It's just weird to me that it's her apartment and they're all there without her.
0: Exactly. Well, and yeah. actually now that you say it, like – I don't know if Kelly's at the beach apartment. I mean, at the Walsh house, because like they had that little thing not too long ago about, I guess, having sex again. So I wonder if they mm-hmm. were also taking it slow when it meant moving back in with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I know she gets ready tomorrow with Brandon, but that doesn't mean that she lives there. I don't know. Yeah. But. Brandon is like, oh, by the way, you know, Donna called earlier and asked if you would give the speech, so I told them you would. And even Kelly knows this, and they haven't told Andrea until approximately 24 hours before she has to give this speech. Mm -hmm. But she gets this, like, deer-in-the-headlights kind of look in her eyes, and they finally realize, like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Like, there was a moment at the airport where Brandon was like, have you been crying but she just brushed it off and was like, just because I'm so excited to see you, and then nobody said anything about it. Yeah. But they finally are just like, oh my God, Andrea, what's wrong? She's like, I'm not giving this speech. I'm not successful. I can't do this. Me and Justin are getting divorced. Bombshell. I know. What a mic drop that nobody saw coming. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I
0: know. I know. Like, what two 22-year-olds but- who had to get like married and and had a baby immediately upon meeting each other like didn't last
1: oh but we go to the next morning um ooh, I'm actually going to talk about Brandon and Andrea like out on their morning jog even though it's not okay. technically the next scene because this is the part where now that Brandon knows what's going on in his friend's life he's going to challenge every single decision that she's made
0: Dude, this was, like, class – again, like, classic Brandon, back to Brandon in high school, like, Back to Brandon, like,
1: last year when Cindy came home for Christmas alone.
0: That's true. And, yeah, like, he keeps listing off all these potential solutions as if Andrea hadn't already thought of them nor, like, tried them out, right? He says, like, couples counseling. He says, you know, like – I don't even – I didn't even write it all down. I just know that he mentioned, like, three different things. And finally she gets so fed up because she's like, dude, you don't think that I haven't thought of all of this? And Brandon tries to say, well, I'm just thinking about Hannah. And she's like, what do you think I'm doing?
1: (laughs) Honestly, she should have slapped him there and been like, I am her mother. Like, come on. I'm not doing this lightly. And he would know that about Andrea. Like, she Mm -hmm. put so much effort into – everything in her life she wouldn't just make an impulsive decision to like hurt her daughter
0: well and she like reveals that she even dropped out of med school like she has literally tried to put them first always and brandon's like well if you just focus on the positives like i'm sorry like dude like brandon is very at least when it comes to marriage He is very much, which we even see when he and Kelly are getting ready, very traditional in the sense of you get married, you don't get divorced. Divorce is a bad word. Divorce is an Mm -hmm. impossible scenario or outcome. And like, I get it. Like when I went into my marriage, of course, I didn't even want to use the D word, right? Like I didn't Mm -hmm. even want to think of it as a possibility, but I also recognize that sometimes your best laid plans, like, go to waste. Like, it's not always going to work out in your favor and it's not always going to be something that you can just, quote, unquote, solve or fix. Yeah. And yeah, like, man, it was just, like, killing me with Brandon here. I'm like, dude, like, you know better.
1: You know better. I mean, every single one of your friends, I'm pretty sure if we went down the list, like, their parents did not have successful marriages together. Mm. Like, you know, Steve's mom, is his adopted mother's, you know, still in his life, but his birth mother and his dad had a terrible relationship. It was mm-hmm. not very long and didn't work out. Like, Kelly's parents got divorced. David's parents got divorced. Donna's parents are just unfortunately felice. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're the only ones that have stayed together, like out of all of the parents.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like for him to say this to her and – not acknowledge that he has seen people benefit from divorce and, like, moving on. Like, it's just – it's unfortunate. You don't want to think about it. But if it's the right move for Andrea and Jesse, especially so that they can give Hannah a better life because they're not always screaming at each other on the phone in front of her,
0: Yeah, do it. Well, and I think there is a reality. Like, there's plenty of realities where parents get divorced and – It doesn't have to be a bad thing, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Like, it gives – potentially gives Hannah a better situation, especially if Jesse and Andrea approach it from we're going to co-parent and we're not going to, like, talk shit about each other. We are literally just – it didn't work out between us, and that's okay, but we are still going to be cordial and nice to each other because Hannah deserves that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. There there was also a moment at the end of this scene where – I think she's talking to Brandon, and she's like, oh, you're so young. You have your whole life ahead of you. And he says, so do you. You're 22. And she says, going on 42. And I was like, writers, is that a comment on the fact that everyone on this show is 35 and older? (laughs) Probably. It just made me laugh so much. when She's like, going on 42. I was like, ouch, guys.
0: Yeah, right? Like, a little too close to home there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But – Okay, there's also this other scene in the peach pit. Donna has gone there for breakfast, and I guess she's been, like, actively avoiding Noah, and he keeps insisting that this journalist went rogue on his interview. He didn't know this was happening, and it sounds like their relationship is exhausting. Like, we've already talked about this, but, like, gosh, they sound exhausting. Well,
0: and it's just – it's so like everybody is and by everybody i just mean donna and noah but both of them are on the defensive or on the offensive all the time like mm-hmm. literally noah walks in and immediately comments on donna's breakfast and yeah. then he's like but i did tell the that, like i didn't know that they were blah, blah, blah. and i'm like okay We need to get to the root of the problem, not just, like, throwing things back and forth at each other. And so I'm like, yeah, they. I literally wrote in my notes, like, they just need to break up again. Like, just, yeah, this is not a good relationship, and that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, sometimes things just don't work. Let's just move Mm -hmm. on. Let's not try and force it, everyone. Exactly. (laughs) But then we go over to Steve, who is trying to insist over the phone that he's changed. He's matured. He doesn't do pranks anymore. He goes to the ballet. He reads literature. And then he even throws things. He's like, Have you ever heard of Call of the Wild? I read that.
0: <laughs> and he's like, also like fixing a toaster.
1: <laughs> I know. I didn't. When he said he didn't do pranks anymore and then he's asking for a screwdriver and like messing with something, I assumed he was setting up a prank.
0: Right. <laughs> Not fixing a toaster.
1: Yeah. But instead, he gets off the phone. And then Janet is like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what dress to wear so I can, like, you know, impress everybody and I got to meet all your friends. And then Steve ruins everything again by being like, we're not really going together, right? Like, it's a date, but it's not a date date.
0: And you can just see plain as day this is not – this is going to be Steve being a jerk, Steve not being Mm -hmm. honest not setting expectations like he tries to and then he kind of gets in hold and then doesn't want to let janet down and then says oh yeah it is a real date i'm like bro you need to see the force through the te- through the trees like mm-hmm. understand that what you say matters and go
1: ahead and address it it'll be better for you in the long run exactly like you can't even say this is a date but not a date date because that's not how you're going to behave you can't do that exactly And then we do get to the point where David has locked himself in the bathroom, (laughs) and I honestly just really love this scene for the back and forth through the door where, like, Mm -hmm. David really doesn't want to go, and then Val appeals to him because she wants to go and be somebody new, and I – I died because she says at one point she's like, "I won't be known as the high school slut anymore. I'll be someone decent, maybe even lovable." And then he opens the door and he's like, "You're already lovable to me, dude." She was adorable. She was the cutest so adorable. thing. Oh my I've god, ever her seen. little pout. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> David is going to do whatever she wants. <laughs> like, Yes. I would do anything she wants. She is the cutest human being in this episode. Even when she was being stir the pot, Valerie, I'm like, I love you. I'm in love with you. I do. I want to be you. Do I want to be on you? I both both. Yes. <laughs>
1: i loved it so much and then when he's like i'll find a way to make you make it up to me and she's like oh my god not the bathtub
0: yeah she said no david not the tub i was like what is that what's the tub what happened to the tub
1: (laughs) but then like her little squeal like they were clearly having fun it was just Mm -hmm. like no not the tub (laughs)
0: And literally, I think Tiffany Thiessen was having a ball with this episode. I think she just had a really good day or, or two days or five days or however long it takes to shoot this. She was having a great time.
1: Oh, my God. She was on it because we get to the next scene. So it's like right before the reunion. Everyone's getting ready at the Walsh house or they're meeting at the Walsh house so that they can go together. And... Like, Brandon and Steve are getting ready together. Brandon's like, oh, Janet's so excited to see you. So Steve goes to pick her up. And then Donna is standing in the foyer or the entrance hallway by herself. And Val walks in and is just like, oh, my gosh, can you help me with my pearls? I see your necklace. Where's your date? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. flawless. What a delivery. Because Donna responds. Donna can't help it. I know. <laughs> It's so good. Like, she stirs the
0: pot. Yeah, the date, the jewelry, like, just all of it. And then ding dong. Oh, Saved by the Bell. Like, oh, Oh my my God. God. (laughs) And when she said
1: Saved by the Bell, I was like, she said the thing. (laughs) She said the thing. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. And then we have a little bit because Brandon had to go upstairs to, like, zip Kelly up in her dress. And they start bickering because – Kelly has pretty rightfully called out Brandon for making Andrea second guess all of her decisions. Dude, literally this scene, I was like, okay,
0: they are on one with Valerie, with um, Kelly and with Steve because like it's all – and with Andrea. Like let's be real. They were just Mm -hmm. in their bag with this episode. And Kelly's like, why is it that you always think you can save the world? And Brandon's like, not the world, just her marriage. And she's like, what? Like, no. Like, that is not your responsibility. That is not your place. That is not anything. And he's like, what? They took bells. Like, I didn't write them. And I'm like, brother, no, you didn't write them, but you are sure interpreting
1: them the way that you want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, she even, like, makes a little, like, oh, I forgot. It's till death do us part. And then he, like, accidentally zips her. And she's just like, ow. (laughs) And are like, why is that? Steamy, <laughs> <laughs> but like no, they are just like already starting with the bickering because Brandon is in the wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then we also go see Steve pick up Janet in the worst way possible. He's like, "Well, I couldn't get you a corsage because I didn't get there in time, so I bought you the cor- the carnations, the like absolute friend flower."
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The only way you could get more friend is like yellow daisies mixed in there
0: well and like he's over he's also overly excited about how janet looks like it felt very mm-hmm. too too much of a she's all that situation where it's like oh my god i didn't realize you were beautiful until you put on this beautiful dress
1: like no janet well, and is then he's still he still like mistreats her because he's like you're beautiful oh my gosh let's go And then, like, gives her the
0: carnations because he's like, oh, I didn't have time to get your – aka, I didn't care to get you a corsage. And then says, what are friends for? So I'm like, you are the worst.
1: Yeah. And this is honestly, like, this is one of those scenes where you can tell that it's going to be a really bad date. Because Mm -hmm. I feel like if it was going to go well, Steve would be like, oh, I tried to get you a corsage, but I got there too late and there were none left. And then – Janet, because she already runs all of his errands for him, would be like, oh, I already got one. Here, you can give it to me. Mm. And like Mm -hmm. being cute about it. But instead, she thought it was going to be a real date and he was going to give any sort of shit. Yeah, exactly. And he brought her carnations.
0: Just (sighs) being Steve.
1: Oh, my God. He gets – he never improves in this entire Mm -hmm. episode. It is just like down, 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 down. He's just – Mm-hmm failing but
0: well and speaking of like kind of not getting better and kind of not taking the point like the next scene is they're all kind of walking toward the high school and kelly and brandon are kind of lingering behind as andrea is sharing pictures of hannah with the other girls and david he desperately wants to see which is adorable um i know which i get it like he's got a young sister like it's cute um Brandon's literally shit-talking Andrea behind her back.
1: Literally. Like, Kelly says Andrea is proud of her daughter, or she says that Andrea is proud, meaning she's proud of her daughter, and he yeah. responds with, proud of a failed marriage? Like, like, girl. Wow.
0: Like, what do you have to be – I mean, not that we should fight fire with fire, but what do you have to be proud of? <laughs> you cheated on literally. your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, he admits that later. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not perfect. I am an adulterer. And then they're just like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, right? We're friends again. Oh, my gosh. There's also – when they go take the picture, Val is holding Steve and then, like, Steve and Janet are not touching at all. hmm Mm-hmm. I was so sad. I was like, what is happening? Like, at least – this is a very physical friend group. Why is Steve not touching her? He has to pick up on the fact that he is purposely not touching her because he has feelings.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, usually he's in source old, but he's not with Janet, so shouldn't that mean something?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't think he's ever had this feeling. He kissed Andrea. He's, you know, always tried to get with Kelly. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he's flirted with Donna before. Like, the boy is in love with everyone.
0: Exactly. He's in love with, like, it being, like thinking he's in love.
1: Yeah. But it just... Starts going from bad to worse. I do feel like maybe the writers were like traumatized by their own reunion or something and were like, This is not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, inside, this girl runs up to Kelly. She's so excited. She's like, Oh my God, guess what? I got married to Ross Weber, who, by the look on Kelly's face, you immediately, or at least I did, remember the slumber party episode. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted was a flashback Was a flashback like, yeah they give us flashbacks all the time from like hey last season this happened and then slumber party was like episode eight and we're yeah. on episode 250 and we don't get a flashback
0: i mean to be fair that's a good point like that would there would have been a perfect moment just on kelly's face and then flashback and then come back and it's still her fit like it would have been a perfect insert I-, I do wonder like maybe they just didn't have time
1: It's quite possible, and I also, like, they technically, like, retconned a lot of the story of Kelly's first time, so who knows. Yeah, right.
2: I really wonder if they couldn't do flashbacks because we're ignoring the fact that Brenda exists in this episode.
1: Oh. literally – how has no one been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they reached Brenda. It's so cool that she's in the theater in London, like –
0: how? Yeah, like literally, we've had mentions of her in episodes that don't matter, but we're talking about high school and there's zero mention whatsoever. Wow, I just wow, shame on or me Dylan. for not even picking up on it. Or yes. Dylan, yeah,
1: no Brenda, no Dylan, no any of their like side friends that we saw in high school. Like, um, what's his name uh, from The Walking Dead? <gasps> yeah. Who, who I've, dated Brenda, took her to, or not did it, didn't date her, but oh, took her to prom. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can only think of yeah, Abraham because that's I who he is in Walking
1: Dead. I can't remember his <laughs> name. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but like they had friends in high school. There are people that they knew in high school that would have come to a reunion presumably or like any of their teachers. I did read a funny thing that was like Gil didn't even show up and they're all legally adults. He can hit on his students now. Well, now he doesn't uh, want to. Right. He's
0: he's like Leo DiCaprio. He's like, they've all graduated. That's my limit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also um, Mrs. Teasley. Yes.
1: Well, and also like they could have had a memorial to Scott. So I thought about that, but Scott was technically a year below because David graduated oh, early. Oh, that's yep. right.
0: That's right. Okay. I was going to be like, no, that's
1: next year. <laughs> well, and then that's the other thing is even though David graduated early, I don't think any people would know about him because he spent mm. all but senior year being a grade below them and then worked so hard senior year to catch up. I feel like so many of these people would be like, you graduated
0: with us? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. We've got some I other wonder really if they remember history. him being like
2: the school radio announcements guy,
1: mm. which I I also feel like if they did, they should have reached out to him to be like, oh my god, it would be so fun if you like DJ the dance or whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fun fact: like, Michael Cudlitz was the guy from Walking Dead, and his yes. name in the show was Tony Miller.
1: Tony. They called
0: him. They called him Miller a lot yes for some reason i was like like the only thing in my head was months obviously because it's like another side character that starts but i was like the 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 m m m m i was thinking m Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it because i kept like trying to come up with like they could have gotten other people like john sears no he graduated earlier months Mm -hmm. no he went to their college like Mm -hmm. it it did take me a minute to remember, but I was like, we don't know any of these people. April's yeah. a made-up person. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Rhonda's a made-up person. Ross is a made-up person. The women on the committee, one only one of them even gets a name. Well, and honestly, like with Ross, like I don't remember – for some reason I feel like we
0: heard the name Ross and during sleepover, like – I don't know why that's like sticking in my brain, but we never saw him. So, like when you say he's a made-up character, literally
1: like in name only, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, to be fair, I did not go back and like watch that clip from Slumber Party. Yeah. I just went back and look at looked at the wiki. So, like the wiki did not mention that Kelly mentioned a name, but mm-hmm. that is fair that she didn't mention. Maybe that's why we don't get a, a flashback to the Slumber Party because she did not mention the name Ross. Yeah, it could be. But then we do have all of the times that Valerie is walking up to people saying, Hi, I'm Valerie Malone. I work with the poor.
0: God, she's the best. She's so oh, good. Man.
1: Valerie Malone, and- really fund of LA. Just- I, and I love that she says that. Then immediately – just malone's donna into leaving <laughs> to go to the after dark and then what's her name michelle i think yeah so. michelle um is just like hi and she's like hi valerie malone i work with the poor <laughs> <laughs> she's the best it's so good well, and, and like even later, Val- like, I
0: want to, I want to skip that little Steve part real quick, because, like, it goes back and yeah. forth between Steve and then David and Val. Like, mm-hmm. I really thought when Valerie was talking to um somebody, I don't, was it still Michelle? Yeah. I, yeah, She's, I think so. I think so, too. She was, like. Coming up with all of these little fake scenarios about her and David, like how she met David. They were in Japan. There was this relief thing and then also a concert and part of the tour and like la la la. And Dave is like, David comes up and he's like, Val's like, remember Japan? Tokyo? And he's like, uh, she's lying. And like, I totally thought it was all going to come down. I was going to be so mad at David. But then he just like corrects the lie into a different lie. And I loved it.
1: It was so good, and I loved Val going, Tokyo, remember? Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Like, she was saying it so weird so that he would respond. He's like, no, no, it was Lollapalooza. (laughs) Then Tokyo. Yeah. So none of us have been to a reunion, so we can't, you know, talk about this from personal experience but i do wonder how real it is that people come to reunions and just like completely make up a story
0: i mean back in the day like before social media and before the internet you could nobody would know literally when val earlier in the episode was like who would know it's like probably no one yeah literally no one and not only that nobody would care to like call you out on it and check up on you like they
1: would not fact check this So you know that We're Here to Help podcast. Have you guys like listened to any of it since then, since I told you about it? I've listened
0: to like two episodes, I think.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just listening to the episode that released most recently, I think. But there was an episode where this woman called in and said like, I'm about to go to my 10, 15-year reunion, whatever, and I do want to make up a story. So like help me make up this story. And she's an artist. They make up this whole story that she sold art to Madonna. So she went to Madonna's house to deliver it. And Madonna was having this huge party. And um, Lionel Richie shows up with a bunch of drugs and, like, tries to start an orgy. And the punch is spiked. So she accidentally takes drugs. And it's this whole thing. She wrote this – they wrote this whole story. And they're like, if you really do this, you have to follow up with us. So I'm at the first follow-up where – she has told her husband and her best friend to help her with this lie. And then she laid down pre-game, pre groundwork on Instagram. She's putting fake posts on Instagram to set up that she is going to Madonna's house to sell her a painting. And like her husband, her husband does work trips to Vegas. So they've said, they've made up the story that she gave him Like playing cards with her information on it, and like some of her art on the other side as business cards, and that he handed them out. And that David Blaine took the business card, found her on Instagram, bought her pieces, and hooked her up with Madonna. That is incredible. She also did research into like building the story and made it (laughs) when she was trying to leave. Lionel Richie wouldn't let her go until she smelled his new cologne. And she was like, She was like, This is real. He has a cologne. I looked it up. And they're just like, You're the master. You're amazing.
0: Oh my God. I would never be able to trust this woman. <laughs>
1: I love this person so much. And she like brought her husband on. And he's like, Now I'm here under the assumption that like we're poking holes in the story so that we can find them now so that when we get to the reunion, it's a true story. And they're like, Yes. And so he's going into it with them. And they're like, We were going to warn you that your wife is a firecracker, but, like, I'm telling you, these two are perfect for each other because he's like, I'm about to pick some holes. We got to talk about how Madonna even found her art. Like,
0: oh, my God. It's amazing. That's
1: incredible. So I haven't gotten to the part where she actually goes to the reunion and tells people the story, but it really played into this episode today when I was listening to the podcast. I was like, this is perfect. It's so good. But that,
0: you find out like that person is was used to be the inspiration for Valerie Malone,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like she really loves nine hundred two one zero and she's ready for it. Yep. But like, and then we do have this other like very quote unquote stereotypical coming back to the reunion story where this girl that Steve does not remember from supposedly his science class has come back hot and. He does not remember her, but he is completely ensorcelled by her, and he's, like, barely touching Janet during the photo because they've got, like, prom-style photos, and then this woman comes up, and he's just, like, letting her hit on him in front of his date. Then she brings him the key to the boys' locker room so they can take a late-night shower together and kisses him in front of his date. I just... Steve sucks. Steve. Steve sucks. And all Janet gets out of all of this is like, you never introduced me to your friend. Like, way to Wait. not introduce me. I was like, girl, you deserve so much better. 100%. And then we get an amazing scene where Andrea is lying to Val about how successful her marriage is and Val is lying to Andrea about what a big deal she is working with the poor But Andrea is smart, so she's like, oh, yeah, I met during uh, earthquake relief work, and Andrea's like, Tokyo has never had an earthquake while you've been alive.
0: (laughs) And she's like, oh, no, it was actually a different earthquake. You know, the – like, she just looks up and finds a thing, and Andrea's like,
1: right. Brandon and Kelly come over, and they're like, Tokyo – (laughs) but i do love that nobody blows up val's spot they literally just let her try and tell this to andrea
0: exactly like it's so cute (laughs) and like andrea's like hey did you did you know that you know they did all this and they're like nope literally no
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was so perfect so okay then after this i kind of love this where andrea is like out at the track trying to Mm -hmm. memorize her speech. She's like, oh, I'm trying to learn this stupid speech. And Brandon comes out and is like, oh, yes, the best thing I ever learned in high school is how to run in a circle.
0: And fair. Like, honestly, like I'm like, okay, that is a good
1: little jab at what you learn in high school. (laughs) Yep. It's great. (laughs) But then – she finally calls Brandon out for making her second guess herself. She's like, I'm going through a really hard time and I was so excited to see my really good friend, Brandon Walsh. And then as soon as I see him, all he does is make me second guess myself when all I needed Mm -hmm. was support. Mm -hmm. And so Brandon responds with his, I'm not perfect. I cheated on Kelly.
0: And she's like – Oh, so you put that in the pamphlet, right? You you're making that public knowledge, and Brandon's like, "Of course not," and she's like, "Well, then why should I?" Mike drop classic Andrea Zuckerman just being the voice of reason in Brandon's moral compass. Like, it, I'm it's telling just, you, like he like I think it was Kelly early on when she was like, you know, you have these ideals that are are like you're just fundamentally like attached to, and mm-hmm. Andrea is just like. The truth is not simple. Things are complicated. So you're perfect and you never make mistakes, right? And he was like, nah.
1: And then she's like, okay, well, then you see my point. Exactly. We we started getting these really short scenes with Donna at the pee pad with Noah that I kind of mm-hmm. want to like string this whole story together. Yeah. Because if we remember, Val has a Malone Donna and now she's at the pee pad stalking noah like she's literally like hiding in the shadows and ducking into bathrooms so that he can't see her work like while he's at work yeah and there are these women in the bathroom that are like oh yeah i read that he likes skydiving so i got a skydiving pamphlet from where (laughs) on such short notice
0: It's so weird like I didn't get the scene at all like I guess she was trying to eavesdrop and like pick out if anybody was there at the pee pad to like try to find him to like I don't know scoop him up as a eligible bachelor or whatever and that's fine but I'm like what is his point like if you don't trust him to go through all these lengths to like do this like just break up with him.
1: Yeah but then instead she's just creeping this whole time she's following the skydiving lady because she thinks that noah is so stupid he's gonna fall for this and cheat on her i don't i mean
0: i mean fair trust (laughs)
1: issues that's the thing trust issues between these two fine but like that would be a really cheap excuse to be like i really thought she would skydiving yeah i yeah yeah but it doesn't matter because Reading one pamphlet for twelve hours got her nowhere. She says Del Monte instead of El Monte, and he's like, "Ma'am, I'm from Hawaii. I know what Del Monte is, and it's pineapples."
0: Yeah, it's like he <laughs> power plays them, and then it's kind of rude because, like, once she like throws his her drink on him, he like tells the bartender like give them whatever they want and then kick them out and like calls them I think cheap or something because she throws yeah
1: like,
0: a well gin at him or something. That was my favorite part. It's like, it's not even expensive gin.
1: And he's like, ah, my cheapest gin. (laughs) It's ridiculous. And then Donna tries to leave because she's like, oh, he isn't going to cheat on me. And he's going to get drinks thrown in his face because he's a tool. And she tries to leave and runs right into him. And he calls her out for being jealous and is not happy that she's here and i'm pretty sure she just leaves
0: i don't understand what, we could, <laughs> we like we literally couldn't find anything better to do with donna this
1: episode like which i i swear it started so promising when he when noah wants to read the blue book at the beginning and she's like oh my god look at the outside it's blue and now it's gone like i thought that was really funny yeah it's,
0: it feels like another shenanigan with the dog and the and the clown and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm like, God, y'all are trying to do comedy with Donna and then just completely, like, don't do it well. It's like, clearly Tori Spelling can handle whatever you put in front of her, but, like, y'all are just are not giving her good stuff.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like they're, like, figuring out what the stupidest thing they can give her and see what it looks like. And she's still pulling it off for the most part, despite it being yeah. terrible. Right. But, you know, back at the reunion, Kelly is very upset. She's like sitting out in the hallway and Val is the one to find her. And she goes right past her and she's like, Oh, it's been really fun playing you all night. Which, like, she can't fair. help it. Yeah. Literally she's what like, she's doing.
0: I know, because she's like, I've been playing Miss Goody Gut- Two Shoes and it's been fun. But then she sees, like, what Kelly is standing next to and it's like this etched in tile kelly is a slut and val's like actually i like she digs in further she's like actually i find that ironic but then in reality like kelly reveals your yours and my reputation were the exact same in high school like we both had quote-unquote sorted past because people started rumors about us and then she explains like the whole thing about ross talks about like ross leaving her in the dirt never speaking to her again and then like I don't know, this is the stuff that I've been waiting for with Val and Kelly. It's like we've gotten little pieces with the parent trap situation. We've gotten little pieces like along the way. And then finally, like this scene, I'm like, oh my God, can you guys just get together? Like in some way, friend or otherwise. I don't care. Just as much as I've hated the vitriol and the hate between the two of them, I almost think I would like them teaming up and like almost taking a um not to the extreme of of promising young woman, but like Kind of that vendetta vibe to, like, be almost like vigilantes that get boys who have been shitbags and just put them in their place. I mean, it would work
1: perfectly because, Mm -hmm. like they say in this episode, like, yeah, they have these paths that are so similar to each other. They just kind of diverge where, like, Kelly decided she was going to go be the good girl. And then Val was like, well, if people are going to treat me like dirt, I'm not going to give them the chance to.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But... Oh, I loved this where she tells Val the story and is like, "Yeah," and he's right inside, and she's like, "Oh, and tonight." And Kelly goes, "Bastard tried to shake my hand," and you just see it between the two of them that they're like, "He can't get away with it."
0: God, I love it. Like, oh, I love it. I love it. It's it's
1: also kind of really funny to me that there is a Kelly is a slut that has been on that wall for nine years because yeah, he if he did it, it was his senior year, which was her freshman year.
0: Hmm. And so they can't literally a- like just like pull off like with a crowbar, just pull off a tile and replace it. Like, okay.
1: literally, a teacher would have seen or janitor or someone would have seen slut written on the wall and just pasted over it. Mm-hmm. A week later. Hmm. <laughs> but also the fact that it just says Kelly is a slut. Like, I'm sorry. They went to a public high school. Do you know how many Kellys there were in 1990? <laughs> exactly. Like, literally the two women in this scene, one is Kelly Taylor now, and the other was Kelly Kapowski in another show.
0: That's an excellent point. (laughs)
1: They're literally Kellys. Kelly is the most common name. Now, if it was, like, Syeda or something in White Beverly Hills, different. But Kelly- Totally. Totally. Super popular. Yeah. And then- We actually – I'll, you know, kind of skip ahead with this too because while David goes and performs the one song we ever hear him sing, um, Ross tries to introduce himself to Val and she kind of gets him to basically admit that he's been asking around for her even though she's – even though he's married and then she brings up the story that Kelly just told her, points to Kelly and Ross turns and sees her and freaks out so badly he drops his glass and runs.
0: I loved it on so many levels because Val knows how to work him. Like, she basically, like, tells him, quote, unquote, what happened to her by Mm -hmm. giving the exact details of what he did to Kelly and all that and has that look in her eye like, I know this, you're terrible, I'm going to point this out, and then, boom, I'm going to Malone you and shows her, God, the look they give each other. The oh and I like kelly like
1: kind of like cheers oh it's so good
0: i almost needed them to wink at each other if they would have done that i think i would have spontaneously combusted <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would have been so good like i'm telling you you're right they need to just be a team-up spin-off and i will watch every single episode even if it is the most procedural thing you've ever seen in your life yeah make it, it a buddy care. cop I will show watch it
0: like i don't care oh, yeah please
1: yeah, it could be like a Jessica Jones like yes. vendetta kind of a thing, but the yes. two of them. Yes. Oh
0: my God. Can you imagine? I know. Ugh. That'd Put them so. in leather.
1: <laughs> oh, please. Okay. But then I guess kind of going off of that, um, Steve does go to the boys' locker room. Like it pisses me off so much that he knows he hurt Janet and he knows that she's upset he's so ensorcelled by this key to the locker room that he goes anyway and the shower's running there's a lipstick note on the wall that he should get himself real soapy so she can come up and like how do he just not see this as a prank i don't know
0: because he's an idiot who has no shame and he is blinded by below his belt
1: yeah, all, all the blood has gone down below the waist. He has yep. nothing left in his brain because Rhonda comes in and she's like, you really don't remember me, do you? And he's like, no, why should I? And she's like, well, you used to call me Gomer in high school, at which point he finally realizes that he's about to get effed and <laughs> she steals his clothes, which my only comment there that I have – I an issue with i guess Mm -hmm. would be that we've seen steve streak through college like this would not bother him because he has not grown exactly
0: but also like i realized steve sanders really does have no shame and so no shame it's like this i mean yes it's a good revenge prank or whatever by Rhonda, but at the same time it's like i like steve doesn't actually care like steve still wins in the end you know what i mean like yes he's not as embarrassed or as um he learns no lesson here like he still ends up winning because at the very end like he gets claps like people are excited for Mm -hmm. him or
1: whatever so i'm like what was the point that's the thing like this ending just works out for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate it. Like, I love Happily Ever After. But, like, this getting wrapped up in a bow this way, it just bothered me. Because, yeah, like, there's basically one last thing at this reunion where Andrea is supposed to give her speech. But she freezes. So the crowd starts chanting for her. Ridiculous. That's literally, like, <laughs> she was not popular in high school. I'm sorry. I just can't get over it. Yeah. But Brandon says he's tired of lying and he'll tell the truth if she will. At which point I got very scared that he was about to get up there and be like, I cheated on Kelly Taylor and she took me back. Like, like you can't do that. You just can't. And then we get
0: like, it almost felt like a little like record scratch moment (laughs) because Dave was like, wait a minute. And everybody remembers like, oh, he's over there. Like not on the same stage, like stage B. <laughs> like it was just so funny, and he like he was like, "Wait, I'm I'm not who I said I've been. I actually write jingles, and then plays his jingle."
1: <laughs> like this was a very mean girls moment, but instead of starting it by being like. You know who here has been personally attacked by Regina George? It's like who here is lying about themselves because, despite it only being one year outside of college, we're expected to be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you get this montage where Brandon is saying things, Kelly is out in the hallway with Val and a hammer. I love that they found, found a hammer. It. And
0: God, I, I, love I love it. it. Where, where did they, they like, find I it? I know. And the fact that like. They break it when they're standing so close to the tile like they could get shrapnel guys in your (laughs) eyes like (laughs) but they don't and like she just picks up the she picks up the like piece of the tile and is just like and that almost felt mean girls ish when katie breaks the crown and like hands it to everybody but yeah she picks up a piece and gives it to her and like the voiceover is it's okay to be who we are and val's and val's like i wish it was and I don't know. I just like, ugh, give me Val and Kelly working together.
1: I know. But instead, we do get, like you said, David being by the keyboard <laughs> and playing the condom jingle where it's different or whatever. But- and one guy slow claps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What is – do you remember what movie it is where – the guy just wants to start a slow clap in high school and he can't do it. And there's finally the moment where it's time for a slow clap and somebody beats him to it. Is that oh. not another teen movie? Is it? Cause do you know what I'm talking about? Like he just I wants do, to uh, start yeah. a slow clap and everyone's like, no, it was the wrong time. Movie I where think guy, you're right.
0: I'm literally Googling and it's like, there's a, there's yes. a predictive search that says movie where guy tries to start slow clap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> that's guy who wants to start a slow clap in a movie is what I Googled. And I got yeah. slow clap, not another teen movie. I feel so bad yep. for this guy. His entire character plot was wanting to start a slow clap and he never even accomplished it.
0: That's right. That's right. That's hundred percent it. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is hilarious. There's a quote where it says girl at party. Look, you can't just start a slow clap at any old time. You gotta wait for the right moment. Slow clapper. But how am I gonna know when it's the right moment? Girl at party.
1: Oh, you'll know. <laughs> but okay, so I know it's like really funny to have David play the condom jingle, but why would he not play the deodorant song that was literally a song mm. turned into a deodorant song? Right? No, that's like the point. that one would actually be truthful and impressive. True at True. the same time.
0: Mhm.
1: But But, like, yeah, he does that so Brandon doesn't end up telling the truth. Andrea doesn't come out and be like, I'm getting divorced. Mm -hmm. But Noah shows up and Donna gets to shove it in everybody's face that she's got a hot, really accomplished, rich boyfriend. I don't know. But the other thing is that Steve is behind the stage curtain naked except for a hand towel. And like you said – There's like a full drum roll and then Steve is revealed naked and again, everybody claps and Steve gets to soak it all in and Rhonda loses again and Janet is still upset and Steve just gets to show his dick to everyone.
0: Well, and I don't know if you guys have seen The Boys the most recent season, but Mary, Mm -mm. I think you have. Have you seen The Boys the most recent season?
2: I think so. Is that the one with Jensen Ackles in it? Yes.
0: Okay, then yeah. Because I love him and his sparkly eyeballs. Oh, my God. No, (laughs) Jensen Ackles was phenomenal. He was terrible, but phenomenal in that season. But you know that moment when Homelander is, like, in front? There's there's videos of it all over the internet. But, like, when he's saying something truly horrific and the crowd, like, cheers. And he, for a second, looks he's, like, what's happening? And then kind of smiles and is, like, all excited Mm -hmm. about it. That was Steve in this moment. Like, that was Steve being like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. Wait, they're cheering for me. So I'm going to give them what they want. Like, it was. And I'm like, Oh my God. Now I'm equating Steve Sanders to Homelander, a literal terrorist. I'm like, What am I? What is this? Like, what are they doing with Steve? The fact that he cannot learn a lesson or ever. He fails upward. This is another failing upward again.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, but. Let me tell you how I actually think calling Steve a literal terrorist might actually be an amazing segue to the last epi- or last scene in this episode because Steve goes to Janet's house where we already know from earlier in the episode she lives with her mom and it's 3 a.m. and he rings the doorbell.
0: Yeah. Like he full on like not only does he have no shame whatsoever, which we've known since day one, but he also has no consideration for – anybody else but himself like he couldn't wait till the next day
1: well and he does this as like a shoot your shot thing in a romance movie where he's like it's 3 a.m and I wanted to get you a corsage because I Mm -hmm. really screwed up and the only way to do it was to drive all the way to downtown LA to the flower market so you have to know I really care about you and I want to take you out again and she's thankfully just like no I can't do that but I'll see you at work on Monday. And she shuts the door on him and there's no light and he's alone on the stoop and he drops the corsage and that's the only way this episode could have ended for
0: Steve. 100%. And, like, honestly, two things to, to think about there is, like, number one, if you have to spell out what you're doing and can and say, like, this must mean that I really care about you. This must mean that – I'm like, that. that's not what that means. Like, your actions speak louder no. than your words and your words are – false here like you don't you don't care you just feel bad that you treated someone bad that doesn't translate into having a crush on somebody or having genuine Mm. romantic feelings for somebody and then number two like the fact that Janet was able to say no I see through you I see through your bullshit and I'm over it but I will continue to be a professional in our workspace because I number one, I'm the bigger person, and number two, I'm more evolved than you are, and now I'm recognizing this, and even if she does still have a crush on him, because obviously you can't help who you like, that's fine, but she is, if she doesn't, if she isn't the one to teach him, he will never learn, you know what I mean? Like, if she, if he cannot learn from somebody as evolved and emotionally mature as Janet, then he will literally never learn.
1: He should have learned it when Claire broke up with him, uh, uh, wildfire, house party episode because exactly. the same thing happened where a hot girl throws herself at Steve he doesn't push her away while he is actively here with someone else mm-hmm. she gets pissed and leaves and then he has to beg forgiveness and I swear to god if he does another like regatta race to show Janet that he loves her I will flip an iPad
0: Oh my god do you remember that episode of Dawson's Creek
1: <laughs> Yes where Dawson like About crashes a boat because he wants to win?
0: Yes, because he wants to beat Pacey. And he almost hurts a lot of people,
1: and it's not even his boat.
0: Exactly. It's so dumb. It is so – it's such a – it's one of the dumbest episodes of the series.
1: (laughs) It made me so mad. (sighs) Ugh. So, yeah, I mean, all that to say, that was the five-year reunion, and that's why nobody should go to their five-year reunion.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is more of a cautionary tale. (laughs) Like honestly, like outside of the Steve stuff, I thought this was a perfect episode. I enjoyed every minute of it, even the stuff that Brandon does to like be higher than or holier than thou, like high and mighty, like all this kind of stuff because it fits his character and because Andre is here Mm -hmm. to like show him, like, hey man, like you're being dumb again. And so everything else was really, really perfect. The Donna and Noah stuff, I just don't care about. Like, I'm fine with it existing mm-hmm. in the episode. I just didn't care. But the Steve stuff, I just hate that, like, it's the same way that they didn't know what to do with Donna in this episode. They have forgotten and and do not know how to evolve Steve. So they just keep making him do the same stuff in a different episode constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in like... They just left school. Like it it mm-hmm. feels like they all really revert right back into their high school selves. Like Kelly feels yeah. bad about her reputation, Steve is a jerk, Brandon is holier than thou. Andrea has mm-hmm. to teach everyone how to be adults. Right. And then right. yeah, like they built a Noah story and then we're like, well, I guess Donna just goes there. And then mm-hmm. Val is just perfect in the sense that she's like, well, I get to go to somebody else's reunion and do whatever I want.
0: God, Val's perfect. So, that's, yeah, that's like, the moral it's, of this episode. Val is perfect.
1: <laughs> this is literally like what I would expect one of the high school episodes to be if Val and Noah had been in mm. the senior three, senior year, season three. That's a good. That's a good point. I just feel like this is exactly what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I do love. There's one thing I didn't mention. I do love when that guy goes up to Andrea and invites her to dance, and then oh, admits yeah. to her that he just got divorced, and she just mm-hmm. like has this look in her face of, like, oh, my God, I'm not alone.
0: Well, and that's what we want. Like, you you want to, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, it's, like, lying sometimes – is like pe- the reason people lie sometimes is because they're insecure about their scenario and they don't want to feel out of place because they feel like everybody else is better or doing better than them so they have to lie to make themselves sound like they are doing better than they are when in reality all of us are have our own stuff like we all have parts that we love about ourselves we have you know things in our life that we love but we also have equally bad stuff like stuff that we're ashamed of stuff that we're guilty of stuff that isn't going our way whatever you want to call it so all the the commonality in every single human being in this world is that they don't want to feel like they're alone so the fact that like we get this in this short tiny little thing where she's like uh you know I forget what she says, but he's like, well, to tell you the truth, I just got divorced. And that rings true for Andrea. That makes her feel not alone. And yeah, that was almost that, more profound in this episode than almost anything else.
1: <laughs> you know, all she wanted was to not feel bad and alone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's all Brandon did to her. So, yeah, you know, snaps for Bernie.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. Do we have anything else? Because once we start guessing quotes, I'm going to have 75, I think.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like, Rather than picking a quote of the week, I would rather just pick
1: Valerie. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Good. Because most of my things were going to be Valerie. Just Valerie Malone, I work with the poor.
0: yeah exactly it's like it's those and then also like her and kelly working together and just her being herself the entire way through and her with david with no david not the tub like just all of it (laughs) so i think my quote of the week is just anything that came out of valerie's mouth
1: i love it mary what about you
2: honestly like you kind of stole what i was gonna do but i'm gonna do it (laughs) it anyway valerie
1: is the moment of the week
2: she is I couldn't get Honestly. over it. It was too good.
1: <laughs> like, um the, the, the podcast Diaspora United, they always talk about how their original podcast name idea was gonna be like the Crystal Dunn fan club. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what we've turned into here is the Valerie Malone fan club.
0: Honestly though, because like the thing is with her, and, and this is just spot on for like what I enjoy in a character, whether it's television, movie, Book whatever it is is a complex character who is not perfect and knows they're mm-hmm. not perfect. Like give me a layered individual who is neither perfect nor imperfect and just give me somebody who feels more human and cuz Valerie is not truly bad. She is not mm-hmm. a, a villain in the sense that she is all bad. She is so human and that is what makes her the most interesting character in this entire show the the archetype of brandon where it's like you know he is the good boy he is we call him golden boy the white knight whatever that's not interesting to me like Mm -mm. if you're a self-proclaimed white knight no ma'am like i don't want it give me somebody who knows they are flawed and is good sometimes is bad sometimes but is always interesting
1: yeah I completely agree. I We absolutely needed her because they had set everybody in these very specific roles up until college and then we needed her. We needed yeah. someone to just be a messy bitch. You mm-hmm. just have one. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's what Brenda was. Like, that's why we all gravitated mm-hmm. toward Brenda is because she wasn't perfect either and she wasn't trying to be something she wasn't even when she was literally trying to be somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god, I love that. Reek. Gosh. Okay. Whew. That was like a roller coaster, and we've been recording for so long. But I have to know what is next week's episode. Okay.
0: So I don't know how we could possibly follow up this episode, but next week's episode is season eight, episode 28, Skin Deep. And I got to tell you, I accidentally saw the first one, two, three, four, five words of the synopsis, and (laughs) Lord knows what this episode is going to be about.
1: Yeah, all I can think of is, like, beauty is only skin deep, but every time we try and be like, oh, well, all the glitters is not gold, like, we can't even possibly guess how they're going to teach us that lesson.
0: I mean, the fact that they gave us an episode called Aunt Bee's Pickles, like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> no idea. There's no way. I I feel like I have to stop guessing. This is right? not like – this is not easy anymore.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, we'll find out what it is next week. So until then, you can follow us on Instagram. You can also send us
0: over an email if you'd like to comment on your high school reunions, whether it was five – 10, 15, how long? Um, and just tell us your experience. We'd love to hear it at backtopodcast at gmail.com.
2: That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com.
1: And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community and give y'all a better product. And if you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate you. So until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, rumors of my chastity have been greatly exaggerated.
0: Oh, saved by the bell.
1: I work with the poor.
2: Bye.
0: (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See ya.